You're listening to the Whistleway Podcast. On this week's episode, Kyle and Brian wrap up their three-part series on farming, discussing strategies to follow when looking to grow your farm, as well as what types of branding you should focus on. Then they wrap up the show with the Whistle Widget of the Week. Brian shares a service that saves time in the editing process while giving your video that pro look, while Kyle shares a free service that lets you manipulate PDFs how you want to. Now roll that intro. Welcome to the Whistle Way Podcast. My name is Kyle Whistle, your host with EXP Realty out of San Diego. My name is Brian Kochi, your host out of San Diego. What do you do, Brian? I'm the Media and Marketing Director. I like, if you guys don't know, we also put this show on YouTube. Yes. And Brian does this cute little shoulder shrug when he says that. Direct. Well, because uh, it doesn't matter. I don't know why. I, I do that uh, apparently when I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, that's your other tick, your nervous tick. No, that's cool. that's, that's a quote from Community. Yeah. That's all right. I got you. All right, guys. The goal of this show is to provide you with the tools and techniques you need to go out there and crush it in your business, whether that be real estate, mortgage, or really any damn business out there. The same principles apply. I don't care if you run a nail salon like we have next door to us. These same principles will apply. Yes. And so the way that we like to run the show is we want to answer the questions that you are asking. Uh, we don't like to guess at what's important to you. We just listen to you. Um, and you tell us what's important to you. And the way that we answer questions is via our Facebook group, The Whistle Way. If you want to get access to that Facebook group or you want to subscribe to our podcast or YouTube channel, just simply go to thewhistleway.com, thewhistleway.com, and you can get connected with all three of those. And so, again, we love to answer questions. So, Brian, what questions were being asked on the Facebook group? We get lots of questions about farming. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a hot topic. Um, it's not about growing corn or weed in this particular situation. It is about... If you don't know, we're in California and everybody grows weed. And it's actually legal to grow weed at your house in California. I actually shot a property and I said, hey, what's this thing? And they're like, uh... uh <laughs> and it was uh, it was like a black... It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to break this down. We already did Farming 101, Farming 201. I wanted to do the third and final of the series, Farming 301. We figured out how we're going to find a farm. We figured out what to do in that farm. And now I want to figure out, I want you to tell us how to grow that farm. So right now, going from a maybe 500 home farm to 2,000 or to a city or to a community of cities, right? Yeah. So from, from Sky Ranch in San Diego to Santee to East County to all of San Diego to all of Southern California... That's too much. But how do you go from that first initial farm of 500 or maybe even where you have two 500 uh, home farms to take over a whole city? All right. I got to be careful with this because we're about to do a lot of this stuff. So if you're in San Diego, either stop listening (laughs) or join our team. Uh, The end. (laughs) Yeah, this will be interesting. All right, cool. Um, So first and foremost, if you have a farm and you're crushing it in your farm, you're doing... A minimum of 5% market share. Ideally, you're doing 10% market share, and you're just realizing that's as much as I'm going to get. Um, depending on where you're at, if you're in a highly competitive market, 10% is great. Um, if you're in a market like mine that's not highly competitive, where there's not a lot of people farming, something like 25% is possible, maybe even 50, uh, which is about what our team averages in um, my primary farm. Now, very small farm. 
that's easy to do on a small farm. To do that in a big farm gets a little bit harder. So as your farm grows, the penetration or the uh, the market share that you have tends to go down, but that's okay. Um, it's all about the bottom line. So make sure with farming, know your numbers, know what you're spending, know where you're actually getting the results from, um, and track every piece. I mean, little tiny things like the colors on your postcard, the size of the phone number, the call to action, little things like that matter. So make and sure- And different phone numbers, which yes. I need to get together with you yeah. and use call action and split up our phone numbers. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out, Jesse. Call action. Amazing service. He was so, brought up at the Tom Ferry Elite Retreat and I'm yeah. like, oh, we need to do that. So popular guy. Continue. So here's the deal. Um, if you're going to expand your farm, what I see a lot of people do, there's, let's say uh, you... Um, so like blood. Let's just talk about blood, for example. Okay. I don't feel comfortable with this. Yeah, Brian loves blood. <laughs> he loves needles. He loves surgery. Yeah. He loves all of that stuff. No. Yeah. So blood. When blood comes out of your body, it comes out in one of two ways. It either bleeds out and just makes a big puddle or it blots out. Um, like if you get shot, blood like blots out all over the walls or... Uh, yeah, so it spreads out all over the place. So there's two different ways that it comes out. What I've seen people do when it comes to expanding a farm <clears throat> is spread out all over the place um, in various different areas without any rhyme or reason. When blood's coming out of your body and it gets shot, it's going to go all over the place and there's no control over it. And people do that when they try to grow and they're like, all right, I've got really good in the uh, eastern part of the, the city and now I'm going to go to... The next county over um, when you haven't even taken over your entire city. And I see people make that mistake all the time. So what I want to encourage you to do is not blot out, but bleed out. So if you've done a great job covering the eastern part of your city, but you don't have much market penetration in the western part of your city, maybe you go west before you go to a completely new city or a completely new county. Um, Because what's going to happen is you're going to have a level of branding um, and you're going to have some market share that's going to spill over into that neighboring community. Whereas if you go somewhere completely new, nobody knows who you are. They don't know anything about you. I mean, we've tracked when we, um, we always do just listed, just sold postcards on, on virtually every listing. And we tracked it over a period of two to three years. And we saw that in the areas of, of East County, which is where we focus, we saw a good return on investment on those postcards. But when we would send those in a city that's 20, 30 miles away where we don't do a lot of business, we saw zero return on investment because nobody knows who we are. So people need to know who you are. Where are they going to know who you are? They're going to know who you are when they're the next little area over. So I want to encourage you, if you're going to do this, don't go and jump somewhere far away. Just bleed out from where you already are. Plus, Because in all reality, you probably already had open house signs you know, spanning out into the western part of your city or the north or south or whatever the case may be, just for this example. You know, you've had some mailers roll out to those areas. They've driven through the neighborhood and seen your signs up there. So you already have a level of branding that you've established to pick up and go somewhere new. To break into that market is so much harder. So take advantage of the fact that you already have some penetration in your city and make sure you take over your city first and then once you've taken over that city, take over the neighboring city. Don't jump, you know, 30 miles away. Just bleed out into that next city over. I think well, that's a huge key. And the nice thing is a lot of farming has some physical aspects of it too. 
either door knocking, open houses, uh, flyer drops, actually going there, you know, doing events in your farm and, and doing things. So if you're if you're familiar with San Diego at all, we have an office here in Santee. If we go from Santee, California to Oceanside, California, where it's a 45 minute drive to an hour and a half drive, depending on traffic, that's going to be hard to door knock one neighborhood and then go drive an hour and a half to door knock another neighborhood. If you just kind of bleed out, it's going to be an easier kind of transition, which means you're more likely to do it. Yeah. And like you mentioned, you're probably already doing some community events that aren't just specific to the eastern part of your city that you're in, right? You've probably done things like a street fair or concerts at the park or a movie night or, you know, maybe you've done some billboards, you've done some bus benches or you've done things along those lines. You've sponsored a, the local um, baseball or softball team or the soccer team. Like people have seen your name out there in the community. Maybe you haven't done a lot of direct mail uh, or direct response marketing in that area, but your brand is out there. Um, and brand is very important. I think a lot of people in real estate, they just get so hooked on the drug of online leads where I pay this much, I get this many leads and they forget about the value of brand and brand is very, very important because even with that online lead, if they give you a lead and you call this person, they've never heard of you. They've never heard of your company before versus if they see you everywhere and they're like, Oh, that's the guy that's on all the billboards. And and that's the guy that I always see his open house signs. And, and that's the guy that I always drive by his for sale signs. Who's more likely to engage in that conversation, right? They're probably going to talk to the person they know they've heard of, right? Because again, they got to know you, like you, and trust you. At least they know you, right? And that's going to lift your conversion rate. And people think all the time, or they don't think all the time about their conversion rates. Most people don't even track their conversion rate. But a simple thing like a 1% increase in conversion rate, well, if you're only converting at 1% as it is, and you can increase that conversion rate 1%, most people are like, oh, yeah, I only increased it a percent. No, dumbass, you increased it 100%. <laughs> You're making twice as much money just by that 1% increase in conversion rate. And that's because of the brand. So the brand matters. Branding does matter in real estate. Don't let anybody tell you that it doesn't. Brand Branding in conjunction with direct response marketing is where the magic really happens. Now, when you double the size of your farm, do you double the size of your spending? Not is, necessarily, okay. no, because it's actually going to be a little bit easier to break into the neighboring community as opposed to breaking into a brand new community. Because again, when you break into that brand new community, nobody knows who you are. When you break into the neighboring community, people already know who you are. So um, you maybe you spend as the same amount of money, but you're going to get traction quicker. Okay. Um, and so that's a huge benefit to it as well, again, because of the brand. And if part of your farming is direct mail pieces... The more you mail, the cheaper the pieces typically yeah, it's get. economies of scale, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if you're sending 1,000 postcards versus 10,000, the cost per card goes down significantly. Yep. Um, cool. Anything else? We've got another couple, five minutes to go through on farming. What else? What else are we... So yeah, I mean, the other things you think about, if you're just focusing on, let's say, a 500-home farm, you're probably not doing any mass media type stuff. You're probably doing smaller things like postcards right that are more direct or maybe you're door knocking that you're not hitting any mass media so as you start to try to take over a larger area that mass media stuff makes a little bit more sense what do i mean by mass media things like billboards i was just going to ask you i i was going to go into billboards bus benches radio ads and see where your head was on that yeah so i mean as you start to grow and you want to take over a larger area those things start to make a little bit more sense um and again, those are all brand pieces. I've actually tried billboards where I had direct response. I was like, oh, I'm going to do both in one shot. It doesn't work. Don't do that. 
Um, so the the goal with the the bus benches, the billboards, all that is really brand. Is just getting your name and or your face, and that is a place that your face is actually a good thing. Um, is getting it out there <clears throat> over and over and over and over again, so that now people are seeing it and that they're consistently seeing. It. Then they get that postcard from you. And they're like, I'm, I'm gonna call this guy. Like this guy's everywhere. This girl's everywhere. Like I'm ready to sell. That's the person I want to talk to because if they're doing this big marketing. Selling my house is going to be easy, right? Because this guy understands marketing. This girl understands marketing. Um, so, you know, that's something that is very much on the horizon for us. Um, there's other things that you could do. You know, if you want to be very cutting edge, you could start doing streaming ads. And streaming is kind of the new underpriced way to get attention. You could just reach out to companies and say, hey, I want to run ads to everybody who's on streaming in this zip code or this city or this neighborhood, and now they can run ads specifically to people in that community, um, which is a huge game changer to be able to be that targeted with it. Because on a normal TV channel, everybody's seeing the same commercials. But when it's streaming, they can change things, right? It might be a three minute commercial break, but what I see on my three minutes of commercials and what you see on your three minutes aren't necessarily the same thing. Um, so that's something that's really cool. Like if you want a new growth hack, that's that's a new one. All right, so let's go through. I just want to run through a couple of them and give me a yes or no of what you, if you think it's a good, and I don't know the prices, but if you think it's a good price for thing, whatever. So billboards, yes or no? Yes. Bus benches? Yes. Radio ads? Yes. Streaming ads? Yes. Uh, Facebook ads? Yes. There's not a lot that's bad. Um, I think okay, so tell me some no's. I'm trying to think of, of no's. Everything, the more you do, the more impressions you get, the more there's this compound effect where they all add up together and make a bigger impact. Um, so what I would say is billboards alone, no. Bus benches alone, no. Radio alone, no. But when you do all those things in conjunction with each other, then it's a yes. Um, because what happens is like, let's say somebody's listening to your radio ad as they're driving by your billboards and your bus benches, there's going to be a lift in the response that's going to happen from that radio ad. But if you're just running the radio alone, it's probably not going to work so well. So be um, intentional with what you're doing and make sure that the things that you are doing tie in together and they're going to help each other out. Cool. I'm excited about this year. Yeah. We're going all in. <laughs> I like it. All okay. right. So the way we like to finish the show, we like to share a... Uh, a tool, a technique, a system, um, something that we're using in our business that helps us uh, save time, make more money, or just makes us more efficient, increases quality. Um, Brian, I'm let you go first. Cool, I always go first, that's good. Um, so my tool is a way to get uh, new, uh, what, what should we say? It's a way to increase your video quality without building things from scratch. And so what this tool is, this is called Motion Array, um, and you're able to download things like um, logo reveals. I use it a lot for motion graphics, so that way we can have cool titles, um, arrows, all that sort of stuff. So really increase the quality of your video. Um, the other way to do it is you, in I use Adobe Premiere, go into Premiere, animate all the stuff yourself, it takes forever, or use After Effects and build it from scratch. Using this tool, Motion Array, it's I think it's, 35 or 40 bucks a month, um, but you can start it and stop it. Um, I go through, I download a bunch of things, um, so that way I can 
have these tools. When I have videos, I can have cooler titles and cooler lower thirds and all that sort of stuff. I like it. Cool. Just give us the fun nerdy stuff. I tried. I mean, isn't that my role on the... Just to the, be the nerd? Yeah. Yeah. So, Beautiful. Well, good. I'm going to share a nerdy one too. Ooh. Ooh. All right. <laughs> so um, one of the things as a uh, business person, especially a realtor or lender, is that you often are having to work with PDF documents. And let's just say, for example, when somebody sends me an offer, sometimes I get one PDF file that has everything in it. Sometimes I get 10 PDF files that have one thing in each of them. Um, it could be difficult to manage those. And so a lot of times people get a service like Adobe Acrobat Pro or something like Nitro Pro, um, which are killer systems. They also have a killer hit to the uh, to the pocketbook. And I don't like to spend money unless I have to. Um, and I imagine if you're listening or watching, you're in the same boat. So I found a service that's pretty amazing. It'll do things like merge your PDFs, split them, compress them, convert them to PowerPoints, convert them to images or convert images into um, PDF files. Like you can unlock PDFs, you can lock PDFs, you can do all kinds of amazing stuff with this. Um, and this service is called ilovepdf.com. Very, very simple, ilovepdf.com. And now here's the best part. This shit is free. <laughs> costs nothing and it's super easy to use. It's super uh, efficient. So ilovepdf.com, game changer for helping you manage your PDF files. Cool. So that's what we got for you guys today. Hopefully you got a lot of value out of the show. If you want to stay connected, you got questions you want us to answer on the next episode, go to thewhistleway.com. You'll be able to join our Facebook group, which is where you want to ask those questions. You can also subscribe to the podcast or the YouTube channel on there. That's what we got for you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will talk to you next time. Subscribe to us on YouTube. We're hitting 10,000 subscribers by the end of the year. Yeah, so. buddy. <laughs>